Brown, Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Carter Brown to introduce another one of my books for you. This story is called The Lady Was Lethal, as my hero, Johnny Eaton, found out. And in finding that out, he also found quite a lot of tension and trouble, which is my cue to quit and let Eaton carry on. hated the place. The business had taken me there more than once. Now it had taken me there again. It was large, high, and cold. But then, death is always cold. I hated the hollow ring your steps made on the floor, and the way your voice ricocheted off the walls. The shape which lay shrouded on the table drew my eyes. And there was a dry sensation at the back of my throat as Lieutenant Jorgensen flipped the sheet away. There he is. Yeah. That's Hank Williams, all right. That's all you got to say? What do you want me to say? Happy birthday? He was your partner, wasn't he? He was my partner. You're a tough guy, aren't you? Johnny Eaton, the man with the poker face. I show you your partner's body and you react like it was a guy you'd never seen before. You want me to bust out crying? What good would that do, Hank? You guys have been in partnership for the last five years. Always acted like you were the best of pals. You were away in Detroit for three weeks on a job. You come back, I tell you Williams is dead. So? So I'm wondering, Johnny. Wondering whether you're really tough or just plain scared. What's that crack supposed to mean? Let's get out of here and I'll tell you. Well? I'm wondering how much you know about why Williams was knocked out. Maybe you're acting like a clam because you figure you'll stay alive that way. You think I'd be wasting my time, Lieutenant, listening to your yakety yak if I knew who killed Hank? Could be. I'll have to keep an eye on you, Johnny. After all... We don't want to lose the other half of the best private eye partnership in town, do we? No, we don't. That's your jalopy? Uh-huh. New model Buick. Business must be looking up. We get by. I guess I should say I get by. Williams didn't have any family. A sister in Kentucky someplace. She'll have to be told. What happens to his share of the business? I get it. His sister gets the rest. The dough in the bank, etc. You should do all right out of the business. We both made a will. Whoever went first left his share of the business to the other. And by good luck, Williams went first. Jorgensen, there are times when I dislike you more than normally. This is one of those times. (laughs) 
I drove back to the office, the night sky was studded with star points, but their silver twinkle was rivaled by the gleam of garish neon stabbing above the streets. I let myself into the office, started going through Hank's desk, but I knew it was a forlorn hope. There was one thing I hadn't told Lieutenant Jorgensen. I'd come back from Detroit in answer to an urgent wire from Hank. It said he'd cracked something really big and needed my help. The trouble was that Hank was the sort of private dick who never kept notes. He kept everything inside his skull. And that skull was now silent. I was right. There was no hint of what Hank had got onto. And there was so much of him in the office. I had to get out. I needed a drink. It was a hunky-tonk. I wasn't feeling like the black tie nightclubs. This dive had a sign outside which spelled the world's most beautiful girls. Inside, the world's most beautiful girls were dancing with sailors, small-time hoods, and suckers. They all looked bored, and most of them chewed gum while they danced. Romantic. Your drink, bud. Thanks. Hey, you look kind of gloomy, kiddo. Why don't you cheer up and have a dance? Fifty cents a ticket. Go away. Well, you don't have to be rude. If you don't want to have any fun, well, okay, Go but... splash in the sea. Oh, now look, there ain't no call to be... Beat it, babe. What? I said beat it. Oh, well, okay, okay. There's no need to get tough about it. Dames. Mind if I park? Suit yourself. If you can find a glass, you can even have a drink. No, thanks. Cigar? No, thanks. You're Johnny Eaton, that right? Yeah. I was looking for you. So, now you've found me. How much do you want? For what? You know what. How much? I don't know what you're talking about. Quit stalling, Seamus. Name a price. Look, let's play a little game. Let's pretend I really don't know what you're talking about. So you tell me, and then if I've got it and it's for sale, I'll name a price. Okay. I'm talking about the thing your partner, Hank Williams, had. He didn't have it this afternoon, and it wasn't in your office. So he either sent it to you, or he parked it someplace and told you where. Now, put a tag on it, Buster. I ain't got all night. You mean Hank was murdered for this thing, but you couldn't find it? Sure. Why, you Don't dirty... start anything. You can't finish, Buster. I've got company. That little punk propping up the jukebox? Plenty of good guys have been perforated by a punk. That's a point. So, how much? $40,000. That's a lot of dough. Maybe it'd be cheaper to have happen to you what happened to your partner. Will that get you what you're looking for? Maybe we might sort of persuade you to tell where it is first. Maybe. 40000 is the price. I'll have to find out could take a little time. See you tomorrow and tell you. Be in your office. I'll be there. Okay, Seamus. Don't do anything foolish, will you? Not like Williams did. I watched him clamp the cigar in his teeth, signal to the thin little guy, and the two of them walked out. Just then the blonde who'd tried to sell me a dance moved past the table. I 
I called her. Yeah. What do you want, mister? I've changed my mind. I'll buy some tickets. How many? Ten bucks worth. Oh, what a boy. Now you're getting hit. Sit down. Have a drink. Sure. Hey, buddy, another glass. Here, Blondie. The ten dollars. Thanks. Here's your tickets. Keep them. What's the big idea? You've got the ten bucks and the tickets. So you've just made a ten dollar profit, right? Yeah, but... A glass. Thanks. Remind me to endorse your Emily Post diploma sometime. Here. Give your stomach a shock. Oh, thanks. Now, that ten bucks you just made, that's for information. What do you want to know, honey? The big guy who said scram and you scrammed, who is he? Mister, I think I'd better give you back your ten bucks. You sound like trouble to me. No, not trouble. I'm just curious. I've been out of town. I don't know anymore who runs with who. Well, he's Tiny Laven. I don't know who he works for, but he hangs out in the blues club. That's what the name says, all blues and stuff. Who was the other guy with him? Oh, he was on his own. No, it was a little pasty-faced guy by the jukebox. Oh, that's Babyface Brill. He's a main character. Well, mister, that get me ten dollars? Sure does, and thanks. Sure you wouldn't like to dance? I'll give you a dance for free. Some other time. I gotta be moving. You know, business? If business means trouble with Tiny Laven, you won't tell him who told you. Over my dead body. With Tiny Laven, that could be easy. The Blues Club. A high-class dive. Cloths on the tables. No taxi dancers. A floor show. Six girls were just finishing a routine as I sat down and ordered a drink. They wobbled off the floor and the lights dimmed down to a single spot as a compare breathed one word into the mic. Chilly. I thought he was talking about the weather until a dame appeared in the spot. And what a dame. A tall brunette with a figure dreamed up by a perfectionist and then improved on. Your eyes are blue, your kisses too. I never knew what they could do. Can't believe that you're in love with me. I listened to her low, husky voice and started to remember things like that Hank was like me. He could be a sucker for a dame. And if Tiny Laven was tied in with this place and Hank had something Laven wanted, then it wasn't impossible that Hank had met Chelly. As I watched her, I decided it was more than probable that Hank knew her. Chili was the last thing a guy would feel next to Chili. And Hank liked to keep warm more than most guys. Believe that you're in love. I can't believe that you're in love with me. finished her number. They yelled for more, but she just waved and wove off. I called the waiter. Yes, sir. I'd like to talk to Chile. Sir, you stand at the end of a long line of gentlemen with the same ambition. There's a five-spot going begging for someone to take it with the message to the lady. What message, sir? That I'd like to talk to her about my partner, a guy named Hank Williams. I'll deliver your message, sir. I never saw a five-dollar bill disappear faster from a table and into a pocket. I poured myself another drink but I'd only had one sip when he was back, with his eyebrows touching his hairline. Chili will see you. Don't look so surprised. 
I'm a guy who makes friends and has influence. The waiter led the way, and as I followed, I was congratulating myself. It looked like I had lighted on a lead at last.